Welcome to Cryptobiography. I'm your host, Brandon Starr. This is episode 349 of Cryptobiography, and it's a new story, part one of The Free Censor. And here we go. Any time for a beer tonight, Tom? Thomas looked up from his desk. No, I have plenty to read and to write. He took another moment to look at his roommate, Paul. Don't you have an equal amount to do? Or have you managed to do it? Paul shook his head. You'll be ahead of me, as usual. But it's not healthy to do nothing but read and write all day and all night without end. I'll live, Tom said. His eyes returned to his book, The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, and he said perfunctorily, Have a good time. Paul left without another word. Thomas went back to his book. Though it had been expurgated by the official censors, he still found it both enlightening and fascinating. He could tell, at times, that something had been removed. There was a jump in the text, not visible to the eye, but showing itself in the style or subject. The censors had removed something they found to be objectionable to the state. Often he found himself wondering about these jumps and trying to determine what might have been removed, but it was always impossible. He read for another couple of hours, taking notes, hoping to find an angle for his graduating thesis. All the theses for those who studied literature had the same general theme, why society had been improved by the creation of the current government, and the problems that society had before the great change. But ideas weren't coming. Oh, he had a thousand transient thoughts about what he could say, but they all immediately seemed trite rehashed, or simply borrowed from other essays he had read. What could he say that hadn't been said? There had been a thousand, thousand essays about why society had been improved by the great change, comparisons between literature before the change and after, looks at how society had been devolving until the great change had been necessary. Hold on, Thomas thought. Lots of looks at how society had been degraded to the point that the change had come, but that meant that society at some earlier point had been less degraded, or perhaps not degraded at all. So, how to show that the great change society was an improvement over even the best of the ancient societies? That got his mind thinking. How would one rank them? How would you compare, given the great amount of change? particularly technological, that had happened in the intervening years. He started writing down ideas. Would one society be enough to compare to, or would he need different categories, each of them with an exemplar compared to the Great Change Society? He wrote feverishly, pages of notes, thinking of old and ancient societies and their various strengths and weaknesses. Of course, the Great Change Society would win out, but to make it interesting, he would have to make the comparison seem competitive. He could do that. Finally, he felt he had an idea he could take to his thesis advisor, Mary Twelve. It was well past midnight when his brainstorm finally finished. Paul had not yet come home from his drinking, 
But Thomas didn't have any energy left to think about that. He flopped into bed, still dressed, and was immediately asleep. The next few days flew by with him expanding on the ideas for his essay hour by hour. He ignored his roommate and everyone else. As he went forward, he kept finding it more and more difficult to find exactly the right sources, because they'd all been compromised by the censors. Certainly, he felt that the Great Change Society was the best, but how to prove that with sources that were already biased towards the Great Change Society? Certainly, he could write an essay with the writings he had available. He could, with a straight face, turn in an essay proving that the Great Change Society was better than any other in history, using sources written or altered by the Great Change Society to show that they were the greatest. But he hungered for more. He wanted the original sources to show that their older societies were not the best, that something could be better. That gave him more to think about, more to write. Yes, maybe there was a lot of censorship, but not where the original sources were talking about difficulties in their societies. Those tended to be left alone. And there were, similarly, passages where people from those earlier societies talked about what a future, greater society might look like. Of course, those passages were probably censored. But if he stuck with what seemed to be real, original, maybe he could have something that truly proved what he felt was real. And that's the end of the first part. A little short, I know, but, uh, you know, sometimes it happens that way. Hope you're enjoying it. Obviously, we've got uh, sort of a mm, dystopian future work, I'd say, or, you know, something like that. Anyway, I'm really enjoying writing it, uh, even if I'm not, you know, even if it's coming slowly. And I hope you're enjoying reading it so far or hearing it so far. If you have any comments or questions about this episode or previous episodes, cryptobiography at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, X, or Mastodon. And thanks for listening. Words of Music, copyright 2024, Brandon Starr, all rights reserved. Characters and events are fictional, fictionalized, or satirical. <laughs>